am special guest, the strange Bobo Man. This is the Power Motion Picnic Hour. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Power Motion Picnic Hour. As always, I'm your host, Dave, and as always, with me is Trevor. Hey, Trevor, how's it going? It's good, Dave. It's uh, just lovely to be on pod uh, on this great evening, and I um, feel like I got a lot of lot of pent up uh, podcasting to do. Yeah, it's it's good. It feels good to be here. It, it sure has been a long, long, long week in running. Um, it's been one a of, very long week in running. One of those Clarence Darrow weeks that uh, is not measured the way you think it's going to be going in. This this week, I think, might have been sixteen days, seventeen days. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah at this point, it's it's all it's all a blur. Yeah, I do know. I do know. In whatever time period it was, I did not do very much actual running. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I, I it seemed like the same things that prevented us from podcasting about running seem to have also gotten in the way of our running. At least I, I'll use that as my excuse. I had a few things working against me. Uh, I was I was traveling for work um, three weeks in a row. I was on the road, so you got you know you gotta you gotta pay for the the podcasting microphone somehow. Uh, shout out potential future sponsor Blue. Yeah, blue yeah. microphones. Um, so yeah, these, these blue mics aren't free. No, yet. and and unfortunately, this uh this this gig ain't ain't paying the bills yet. Attention, future sponsor Bobos. Um, but but yeah, I was traveling for work three weeks in a row, so I, I did a little running on the road, but then I got kind of run down actually. Uh, yeah, sort of a little bit sick, <laughs> and uh, so I I I hadn't run for almost I don't know two weeks, but I I ran today. Well good for you um my my yeah i mean good for you for running good for you for running today i had a very similar stretch uh on the road twice uh you know two weeks in a row was it two maybe it was three it was a lot for for work and then uh got sick on the last trip had actually planned a very nice run and then the morning i went to do it was just feeling too sick yeah um I had, yeah, I had a really, last week I was in uh, the beautiful city of Cambridge, Massachusetts, again, yes. for work, staying right near, right near the the lovely Charles River, which is so yeah. wonderful to run around, and I just wasn't feeling up to it. Yeah, I was in Miami. It was um, probably the perfect time of year to to run in Miami. It was like 80 degrees-ish, which to me, it was a little bit of a shock to the system, but um <laughs> I think to most people, objectively very nice. And uh, I had I had plans to run to the the Rickenbacker Bridge, and maybe it looks like there's a, a running path. And I sort of inquired with a few a few locals about this, and I think there's a way. There's like a, a path that you can run sort of along the side, but it's a very long bridge. I wouldn't have done the whole thing, hmm. which I think like the the back and forth is probably like I don't know, nine miles or something. But um, wow. I would have at least ventured out onto it. But nope, so. Nope. <laughs> Well, yeah, I have to save that for next time, I suppose. Yeah, uh, yeah I, the only the, the best run I think I did on my travels was a nice treadmill 10K in the hotel nice. gym in Rockford, Illinois. Ah, lovely. Yeah. Great place to be on a treadmill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> the gym was nice, actually. Um, I was excited. I did a regular like dumbbell workout another day there and the dumbbells went up to 75, which is that's real high for a for a hotel. Nice. Yeah. That's really nice. Um, and I'm sure you made use of those, those 75ers. 
I do. I 75 is actually the, the heaviest dumbbell that I usually incorporate. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. So I did actually use them. <laughs> I, I've also started some some strength training. I've been going once or twice a week to a local gym and trying to work on uh some gaps that that were identified at at the Kilkenny Ridge race. Yeah. So um even though I'm not running uh, very actively right now. Still, still thinking a lot about running, and the work that I'm doing is very specifically geared towards eventually yeah. running better. I'm thinking about running so much. Um, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so close to signing up for the LA Marathon to make up for uh, my not running the Richmond Marathon, which was two days ago. And yeah, uh, I thought about that on on I mean, that that day. I was bummed. <laughs> at, at this point, you're on your way towards whatever it's called when you contemplate running a marathon in every state. <laughs> yeah. Because at this point you've got Rhode Island actually ran a marathon, Virginia, yeah. Washington, and now California. Yeah. Um, and I've thought I guess about New York, New York and Boston. I mean, I've thought about both of those. I also considered running Raleigh, North Carolina, um, two days ago, same day as, as Richmond. Um, we, we talked about Philly before. As we discussed two episodes ago with, with popular uh, runner and popular musician Jesse Chandler. I uh, mm -hmm. almost ran the Cascade Express Mountain Marathon in Washington, so I've thought about that one plenty. We still might do might do all of these things. Um, I actually get a lot of joy in in thinking about running too, and just planning these big things. Like I've planned, yeah. I've planned several very long runs uh, in the New England region, all the way over into the Adirondacks. Well. well that's, I mean, that's thrilling and, and you'll probably do some of them maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it definitely could happen. <laughs> I'm planning a big run because uh, a week from today, I'm planning a run because I'm going to, I'm going to wake up a week from today in uh, Paris, France. Ooh, and so nice. I, and I'm staying in uh, Bastille. So I've mapped out a nice little run from Bastille along the Seine to, you know, around where the, um, what's it called? Um, the Eiffel Tower, <laughs> mm -hmm. and then back, and that's about 10K. Nice. Uh, yeah, so we'll see if that happens. Well, we'll find out, I'm sure, soon on the Power Motion Picnic Hour. Yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned for the next <laughs> long gap between episodes while I'm running around <laughs> various rivers in Europe. Oh, well, that's great. Yeah. Um, I'll also be near, near the Thames at some point, so maybe I haven't mapped out a run around that one yet, but maybe I'll run along the Thames as well. Might as well. Yeah. yeah um i guess i did do i i i did do i i remember running twice um on my on my last trip and once was to try to catch a boat that i was running very late for <laughs> i like that um, and like the captain of the boat as i came like crashing up the steps was like whoa like slow down yeah no running on the <laughs> boat there. yeah yeah, yeah. allowed to run on this boat what do boat people call uh land people derisively land lovers yeah maybe i don't know running hey uh, slow I down guess... land lover yeah there's gotta be <laughs> maybe our, our listeners can chime in in the mailbag or on, yeah on a photo on dave rawlings instagram to let us know what what people who live on boats call um whatever land people us <laughs> yeah yeah um and the other running i did was back and forth between gates confusedly at the airport when the screen said one thing my ticket said another and the actual gate was was a third option uh, um and it's initially said delayed and then on the screens it said on time so i did a little bit of running in the airport too i love airport running 
Yeah. I always I always I always hear that song, uh the Christmas song that they're running to in Home Alone. Yeah, which what, was that? What song was that? I don't know what it's called. It's the one that's like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I always hear that if I'm right. I one of my all-time greatest runs and maybe the the fastest I've ever run carrying 60 pounds of bags was in the Madrid airport. Nice. Um, yeah, in Madrid where I've twice not made a connection and been stranded for what turned out to be 24 wonderful hours. <laughs> it's, a, it's a gift, actually. That's a that's a nice gift. I sh- yeah. I shouldn't have run so hard. Yeah. I could I could have made it. Yeah. I feel like I've run with a decent amount of like ski stuff. I feel like at one point I brought my boots on the plane, maybe, and we had to run through some airport with like a close connection, like a very tight connection back when I would actually schedule a flight like that. Like I can't imagine doing that now. Like I've got to make it from like gate to gate. Like the flight has to arrive there on time and then I've got to make it to some unknown gate in a certain amount of time. That sounds. Yeah. I don't do that either. I don't uh, think Um, I actually, I just had to reschedule my flight home from flying home from London actually. And when changing the flight, couldn't get a direct flight. Um, And that's, it's all right. And so, but so I, I chose the, the, the flight I went through based on the connection which is in Lisbon, because I figured if, you know, mm. the expected happens and my so I get delayed, at least I'm stranded in Lisbon for a day and it's somewhere I'd want to be. Yeah. Very smart. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good place to run this time of year. Yeah, I can get a third river run. I don't even know what body of water is, is by Lisbon. Yeah, river-wise, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, Vasco da Gama fans, please chime in on the on the Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much what I have for for week of running. Um, let's see. Well, I had um, one other thing I did that was sort of like running, which is uh, ooh, two yeah. yeah, like nine days ago, two Sundays ago, I went to the finish line of the New York Marathon. Okay. I, on behalf of the Power Motion Picnic Hour and potential future sponsor Bobos, and and I uh, handed out uh, free Bobos <laughs> and uh, and notes of congratulations to people who'd uh, finished the New York marathon. Uh, and I just walked around handing it out to people wearing their little orange capes looking completely depleted. <laughs> and, um, and it was a fun, ex- it was a fun experience. I'd say about, I don't know, a third of the people I approached, um, were kind of touched and, uh, and very appreciative of the little note that I gave them that said that we were proud of them. Yep. And, and then even some of them were happy about the Bobos. Um, but mostly just about the gesture. They really, they liked they were discovering how friendly New Yorkers were. And then the other two thirds did that thing that I, that most people would do in New York with, where a stranger tries to hand them something and they're like, no, I don't want anything. Like, I yeah, don't want, I don't yeah. Want it. it instinctively moved past this person. Yeah. And I was instantly reminded of uh, when my great grandfather, um, who lived next door to us in the Bronx when I was a kid, when he was on candid camera as a very old man. And they were too, and he lived to a hundred. So I don't know when he was on, but he was, I think he was in his like early nineties. And, um, and they were doing a bit, a segment where they were like in the late seventies, where they would ask people, or they were trying to see what kind of excuses people give to not talk to you on the street. And so they walked up to him and they asked him if he had the time. And he said, no, I don't live around here. (laughs) In his defense, he was deaf. <laughs> Somebody and everyone in the family, or you know, mostly deaf. So everybody in the family thought that was uh, really hilarious when when he was on TV. That's funny. Yeah. Um, are the winner of um, walking division at the Power Motion Picnic Hour um, was also on on candid camera. My mom and she she Whoa. like 
she was like working i forget the full story but i think she was in a job where she was like typing she was doing typing uh possibly in the empire state building or somewhere in new york and 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 when you typed and like sort of transcribed something back then you you i don't think you you looked at the paper you looked at what you were reading which was like off to the side and they had like changed all the um letters on the the typewriter so that when she finally looked over to see what she had typed, like it was just this like garbled mess. Nice. They'd experimented with a non QWERTY keyboard. Yeah, they did. I mean, it was a QWERTY keyboard that didn't align to the right letters. I think huh. like the, the type, like they swapped like the wrong letters into the, the keyboard head yeah. or whatever it's called. They, they didn't QWERTY it. The type. Head oh, the, 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 I see the, the keyboard had QWERTY, but the inside of the thing was, was switched up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got you. I, I listened to during a run about a month or two ago. I listened to a good episode of Radio Lab where they talked about um, the development of computer keyboards in China. Okay. Yeah. And the competing different types of um, keyboards. Cordy doesn't, yeah. doesn't work too well there. Yeah. No, it doesn't make sense. Um, but anyway, I don't remember anything I learned. <laughs> that's cool that's another podcast that's available yeah to listen to. check out radio lab it's a great podcast <laughs> uh, for our, our our that's one thing we do here for a lot of our listeners our ultra marathon runners who need to load up on podcasts um we do to get give them, them tips to get them, them through so this week's recommendation why not try radio lab and um, i i endorse it too the best radio lab now that we're just talking about it competitors is uh this episode i listened to that was recommended by a friend when they found out i had a, a popular running podcast they recommended uh a radio lab episode that i wanted to talk about in the show called man versus horse oh nice and it's about a, a this race in the southwest that's been going on for i don't know like 40 50 years where they try to see if uh it's like an ultra distance where they try to see if runners can beat a horse i feel like that sounds very similar to the inception story of uh the western states 100 uh ultra marathon which i'm sure a listener could could tell us about yeah um and you know it's funny so i guess as you mentioned this this great week uh or this this great moment in running you weren't running but you were you were congratulating runners you're a lot of good vibes i got i was i was dressed like a runner (laughs) (laughs) i thought that would make make them less concerned that i was coming up to them yeah yeah i dressed like a runner to um one of the uh power motion picnic hour uh junior apprentices that that lives with me uh <laughs> who i take care for had like a fun run um uh at his school and i i, I went dressed dressed full running gear oh, yeah. and um everybody else was dressed in like street clothes and i was like ready nope. to run you know yeah exactly if this gets bringing well, the psych yeah if you're running you're running you know i'm very binary like that too yeah. But um well, I guess two other things. One, I, I don't think I would have taken a Bobos from from you either Mm-mm. had I not known. No, there was at some point there we went, we walked like from 72nd Street by Gray's Papaya east towards the park, and then into the park around 72nd Street. There was an entrance, they were siphoning everyone in. From there, <clears throat> there were a lot of people, excuse me, who finished the race uh, that we were congratulating. A lot mostly just spectators watching. So then we tried to go out and they they got people siphon them out around columbus circle and that's where like the jam occurred and they hadn't thought things through apparently <laughs> but at some point there was like a a runner sitting on a bench and one thing i learned was it's much easier 
to give things to runners who are sitting down. <laughs> because if they're at a table, you can just put it on the table. They don't have to take it. And this runner was sitting on a park bench. And uh, so I gave it to her. But she was one of the ones who was really touched. Um, That's awesome. By the gesture. And she was so happy. And then and it, people like that, I, I talked to and I asked them their times and how it went and things like that. And um, she was, I don't know, it sound by her accent, I would say she was from northern spain would be my guess and uh <laughs> somewhere somewhere in the cantabria region perhaps and cantabria, uh perhaps. but it could be a different but northern spain and uh she was there with her mother and they were like catalonia even maybe yeah exactly uh george orwell territory um but her her and her mother were sitting there and they were both very touched and then they asked me i think it was her mother who knows and it could have been anyone <laughs> and they asked me to uh to take a picture of them and oh, then they handed great. me their phone and i and I remember thinking at that moment, like, don't hand the strange Bobo man your phone <laughs> in a crowd in New York. Uh, but of, of course, I, I wasn't the strange Bobo man. I was the nice, friendly Bobo man. The yeah, problem yeah. is they, they look the same. <laughs> so you don't know who you're handing your phone to. Um, so I took I took like three pictures and handed it back. And I was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm glad she picked the right the right random person to give her phone to. It <laughs> does certainly it demonstrates both that it's easier to uh hand a bobo to somebody when they're uh, you know a runner when they're seated and also that you know if you're a seated runner you better watch out for for strange bobo men yeah coming up and handing you things i think there's i think whatever i was vulnerable yeah whatever i was doing was not that common at the actual finish line of the race it's it's like it was total Times square you know greenwich village behavior um you know Times square there's people just trying to get into comedy shows all day long and yeah. mostly, mostly it's comedy shows i don't know it's i don't know why that hustle works i guess tourists right even yeah even around empire state building handing you things go up in the elevator that's true there's those guys too that's Come right on. my mom used to work here yeah <laughs> who do you think you're talking to <laughs> yeah we're very popular um, um among former uh, empire state building employees i also know the winner of our recent community mile running event, Light Jog Division. She used to work That's in the right. um, Empire State Building as well. A lot of a lot of people worked in the Empire State Building and went on to win uh, the inaugural Power Motion Picnic Hour Community Mile. We got to see if there... numerous divisions. Yeah, no, we got we got to see if there's a way to target our advertising to former not not current but former Empire State Building employees a good idea yeah i'll talk well, to the, if nothing the folks else, at bobos about it nothing else will take that away from this episode but um <laughs> so um i actually had a very similar you know coincidental experience handing out uh bobos to runners um just this just this last weekend very different circumstances there was only one runner in this race um but it was a gentleman and we'll I'll probably come back to this we'll we'll share more maybe We'll teaser for a future episode. We'll we'll share more about the actual uh, event, but I'll just say it was somebody going for a local FKT, a Whoa. big one. Yeah, uh, fastest known time of of the base circuit trail, a two hundred thirty mile uh, string of like connected trails, but it's not all connected. Like some of it, you have to link up with roads, but basically these different circuits of of trails uh, from the south shore of Boston all the way uh, around, like to the north. So it passes through my main local running area, uh, Knobscot, and I was kind of checking the times and sure enough, like this runner was coming through, uh, like right, right around like one of my local trailheads at like eight in the morning. So I 
I quickly packed up um, actually the two junior apprentices, both of them, <laughs> um, one without a jacket, the other without shoes and was like, we're going and like, <laughs> didn't really know what to expect. Like we grabbed a Bobo's and, and like not a full bag of Tate's cookies, but like a half pack that was, that was eaten with like four left in it. <laughs> and Just, we, we headed, we headed out. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Just in case, in case you make it Just, down to the Tate's. I like the, that's like an ultra marathon food. Yeah. That's like, yeah. that's like, and this is sort of like an ultra event. So anyway, we show up at the trailhead, not really sure whether we're even going to see the runner, yeah. whether the runner will be alone, whether we're going to be like driving by the runner and waving and honking and saying like, go FKT. But we pull into the trailhead and it turns out like the whole crew is set up there. <laughs> um, and so we got out and talked to them and just like a super nice group of people. And then the runner came out sat down in a chair and that's when the junior apprentices knew they went in with the Tates and the Bobos and, and yeah, the runner, the runner grabbed him and said, thank you so much. And, uh, promptly awesome. handed them to the crew, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but throw the crew, this out for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, they were all super nice and I think they genuinely appreciated, you know, a little support. And, uh, you know, one of the crew members wrote a very nice, uh, mailbag later just saying you know thanks so much and you know runner, runner was so excited and and like gave him the burst of energy that he needed that morning and so uh so anyway yeah um that was that was that was my that was my step towards you know morphing this from a popular running podcast into just a large performance art piece where we just <laughs> hand bobos to, to various runners exactly just an, an aspirational sponsorship performance it doesn't even need to be recorded or talked about uh <laughs> yeah it's it's good that we actually took pictures of did you have pictures because i had pictures of myself at the new york marathon i do i do have a picture one of the crew <laughs> nicely took a photo of um the apprentices and and the runner and also me um so yeah happy to okay. happy to happy to post that and uh it's gonna say uh, it might be a bit revealing in terms of um in terms of the the event but anyway we'll we'll share more regardless so, yeah you could redact uh, information from it treat it like it's like an fbi document and just put little black blackout little things black all things. over it yeah 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 so that's very little information like yeah just don't google base circuit fkt <laughs> Dear well, listener, don't yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah, it, it well, you could do it if you want, but it's it's just going to be more enjoyable if you let things happen the way you know the the author intended it, and yeah. uh, and no and avoid spoilers. Yeah, the only spoiler is that he would go on to get the FKT. Wow. Okay, that's a pretty big spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's still exciting, even though we don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, I guess that's the big that's the big reveal. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so um, I'm, and I'm pretending not to know who you're talking about. Uh, I'm being I'm being <laughs> you, the fish the fish out of water stand in for the listener. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Um, oh, one more thing to add to my exciting day out approaching strangers in in Manhattan was um, <laughs> I'd gotten I'd gotten home from a business trip late Friday, like I I landed at eleven fifteen. Marathon was that Sunday, and I had to hop on the Amtrak at 5 p.m. that Sunday while the marathon was still going on. Yeah. Pretty quick turnaround in the city. Um, but one thing I I wisely did was, because I didn't exhaust my congratulation notes at the finish line. I still had a bunch left, even though I did exhaust my supply of Bobos, and those those were mm -hmm. gone. But I had, more, I had more notes of congratulation than I did 
uh, Bobo's apple pie oat bites. Um, so when I brought them to the train station and I actually handed out a bunch at the Moynihan train hall in oh, nice. at Penn station, which was actually a better place to hand them out because everyone, it was one, I love this, that people who'd run the race were still wearing their capes and medals, even, <laughs> even though these were people were waiting for trains back to like DC or Boston or oh, Long great. Island or wherever. Um, of course, but it was calmer there. And so everybody now had was a few hours removed from finishing the race. Yeah. And had like, and there wasn't a big, there were people there, of course, it's Penn Station, but it wasn't crazy like the finish line. And so they were calm and either with somebody or alone. And then when I went up to them just to make small talk, it was very, they were very welcoming. And that those were actually better conversations um, about how well their race run or or pretty frequently how, how the plan went off the rails, uh, which is always fun. Yeah. We love that here. And um, and everybody, I think, at Penn Station was was happy to take the note of congratulations and talk. Well, I mean, at that point, they're no longer in the race, like in vicinity of the race itself. Most of the people around have not run the race. Yeah. They're clearly still like in they're the race mindset, psyched about it. So at that point, oh. they're, they're maybe a little bit more receptive to being oh. congratulated. You're saying they want people to come up to them and talk to them about the race. Well, not necessarily <laughs> saying they're fishing, but I'm saying they're, they'd be more receptive to a stranger offering a congratulatory note. Um, How long do you think they wore the medal? <laughs> I, I hope the whole train ride back. Um, yeah, it's funny. I flew out of Logan the day after Boston once, and I was on a really early flight, and I got there, and I get to the security line, and it's, like, really long. And, and then I realized, oh, like cause I saw a bunch of people just wearing the jackets like, mm -hmm. like, Oh yeah, it's uh, <laughs> um, the day after Boston. And like, I clearly can like identify a bunch of runners because uh, that's what you do. You, yep. you finish and then you get the jacket, I guess. Yeah. And then, and then you wear the jacket. Yeah. I mean, people love wearing things that, that say they've done something cool. You know, this, yeah. this dog, this dog climbed Mount Washington. Yeah. Or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Grayskull. Yeah. Um, this, this car climbed Mount Grayskull. <laughs> yeah yeah um but let's see um oh and i guess the last thing i had just from a mailbag perspective um or i guess first and also last is uh new york um marathon related which was the um the bird wrinkle that a duck that ran a half mile with a few I, stops i love wrinkle and i so i guess he's a regular runner right yeah I mean, it sounds like he belongs at Mexico City, not not New York, but um, that that's his home race. Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm saying it doesn't sound like he ran the full 26.2, similar to like whatever uh -oh. it is, like 40 <laughs> yeah, percent of the participants. Yeah. He's, he, yeah. <laughs> Just get on a bus and then show up at the finish line. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I still maintain he's fast for a duck, but you're right. He's He's a rule breaker and he should be punished accordingly. <laughs> rule breaker. Yeah. I, I'd but still he, be fine be, being bird of the year for, for, for the pod. Bird uh, of the year. Yeah. If it comes to that. Uh, have we, have we given out this year's bird of the year? Have the nominations been announced yet? Do we think he's getting one? I, I guess we can't just decide unilaterally. I guess we got to put it out to the community. I'd say, I'd say there's wrinkle, there's hummingbirds. Um, yeah. And then, there, there's the eastern bluebird that's a good bird um, some sort of warbler maybe should be on there yeah and some sort of warbler and some I sort mean, of warbler so, so far that's the 
yeah that, that's the nominee so yeah dear listener if you want to have any other birds considered please write in before next week because we're just picking one randomly next week and giving him the power motion picnic hour <laughs> bird of the year award yeah it's down to these four plus whatever whatever the community writes in in, in one of those rare slow rutting weeks where we don't feel like talking about the seasons we're just going to start giving out <laughs> awards to birds <laughs> yeah um and I think the other, oh, I had an idea because okay. we've talked we've talked often about the bus stop ad, um, but I feel like logistics have worked against us. Um, what if we offered a, an internship? Oh, I like that idea. Yeah. Kind of like um, that Seinfeld episode where Kramer got Darren for Kramerica <laughs> Incorporated. <laughs> <laughs> feels about right, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, all this, I mean, not all, I guess you're supposed to sort of hype it up, but um, it, it would definitely have a, a heavy aspect of of the role would be to um, to procure the bus stop ad, uh, you know, locate a city, go through the, you know, whatever motions are involved in such a thing, um, probably talk to us about what the design should be, and then ultimately, you know, get it out there. So how are we, uh, are we accepting applications for this internship position? I'd say even just a simple mailbag sort of, you know, submission is, is plenty. Okay. Uh, feel free to send whatever qualifications, but, uh, but you know. the job is probably yours if you ask for it <laughs> as of right now. Yeah. I'm not expecting a huge influx. Oh, no. All right. I like that. I think that's a great idea. We could use a little help community. We could use some help. Yeah. Um, so yeah, okay. And if not, good resume builder. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, worst case scenario, you got yourself a reference. Yeah, and a good reference is hard to come by. Uh, It'll help with, you know, in the running world, future sponsors that you might be interested in, or that might be interested in you. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought of one more thing that I forgot. I follow. Um, I follow some. I follow some runners on Instagram, as many of us do. But mm -hmm. one one runner I follow. I follow is uh, Maru Tafiri. Okay. And what, I thought this was great. He came in sixth in the men's division in, in the New York Marathon. Um, and after he came in sixth, you know, he shared a picture of his finisher's medal. <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> he was like, here's my finisher medal for finishing. Um, I, couldn't, awesome. I couldn't tell his tone exactly, but I thought that was, I thought that was a great move. I think that's a great move. Yeah. No, just, just imply no tone. And it's, it's an awesome, it's an awesome yeah. move. Yeah, it's the same thing you would have done if you finished, you know, 1,000 or yeah. 50,000. You know, there were tons of people out there. It's like it's like Andy Warhol used to say, you know, Coca-Cola tastes the same uh, unless you're one of the top three finishers in your division. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I almost get that reference, so that's good. <laughs> I, I, I do remember the, the video of him eating a hamburger, though. <laughs> And yeah. I enjoy I enjoyed his film uh, about the Empire State Building. If you've seen that one, oh, this is a very Empire State Building heavy episode. I I don't know if I've seen that one. Well, it's like a it's like an oh, like an eight hour take of of a stationary camera filming the Empire State Building, but at some point, like several hours into it, the lights turn on. <laughs> nice. It's a pretty great film. Well, for what it's worth, I I often don't understand some of your references, and in those cases, sometimes I'll just laugh. Yeah, you can't, you can't be blamed, and it's it's safer just to go along with it and uh, 
and you can figure it out later. Sort um, of follow your emotional lead. Yeah, uh, it's 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 a, it's it's a somber, somber reference. I'll sort of just go. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, no, yeah. I've I've also tell me picked, more, Dave. I've, I've learned some social skills uh, myself as, as life has gone. <laughs> I've tried to improve not just my running, but, but also my interacting with other people. It it helps in the in the special guest uh, component, right? Like here at the Power Motion Picnic Hour, for instance. It does. Yeah. Our life skills have, have finally been put to good use um, here on this podcast. You don't need them much when you're actually running. No, not really. Podcasting about running uh different, different story. It's a whole different ball game when you're, when you're at the mic than it is when you're just running along the river. <laughs> <laughs> when you just, when you just, with, you know, banana list or if you've had a banana even. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just different on mic. Hopefully, yeah, at least banana bread. But um, I guess that reminds me, I, I was so definitely going to get back to running soon. And oh, good. More, That's what more, I was just going to ask you about. Yeah, more to come on on next episode to see whether whether that actually happens. But I, I'm pretty confident um going to turn the corner here. Um, and I think one thing that will help is planning uh, a sort of very minor, low-key local event which by the way, you'd be welcome to come participate uh, should the, should the timing work out Although oh. the next few weeks are very busy, but True. thinking sometime in December, there's going to be a race, a local race, probably, probably over at Knobscot. Um, my main sort of favorite local place to run lots of options. And the idea was going to be to like sort of post up and I think I know which, which spot is the right one to do it. Although there's a couple options and there would be like, I don't know. I mean, I was originally thinking there would be like a bucket with like some like little like chip or something at the top and you grab one for each summit you do okay. and <clears throat> deposit it back at the base. But um, I think maybe the honor system will will suffice uh, for, this, for this one. Yeah, it's more sustainable. Although, the, the problem that I see with the chips is somebody's got to get them to the top first, um, mm-hmm. which requires a little bit, a little bit of planning. But where um, is it? Where is Nob's got uh it sort of straddles Sudbury and Framingham, Massachusetts. Oh, so okay. So it's it's real close to you. Oh, it's real close. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It sounds yeah, I had no idea where that was, but um I do know where Sudbury and Framingham are. I'll just the, I'll just take the, Route 9 and start looking around. Yeah. So so I guess you and potentially the Gearshed correspondent, um, coach friend and one other friend, uh friend who who did partial WAPAC run earlier okay. earlier this year um friend who is yet to be nicknamed friend who is yet to be nicknamed not a listener i don't i don't believe oh you don't i don't think you get a nickname until you're a listener no no yeah. um so anyway yeah this so the idea is you know some sort of point system a point for each each summit i feel like there should be a chip i feel like the physical aspect is is important and then but it's also like you know the beer mile uh-huh so it's got sort of an aspect of there should be some ratio of like a beer is like a quarter a quarter chip. You drink beer on this in this event? Well, you can decide whether to do it or not. Oh, okay. You get more points for drinking beer. Well, it's a quarter chip. Uh, I feel like there's a very strategic element to this. Like I think my plan, I'll reveal, you know, at the risk of others stealing. Um, I think I'd probably do like as many summits as I could until there was about. I don't know, 30 minutes left and then maybe drink four beers to get another chip. Oh, I like that. Yeah. 
or maybe do like as many summits as I can. And then the last like five minutes, just drink like a beer I, to get that quarter point differential. When I ran the Providence Marathon, I put down three beers at the finish line pretty quick without yeah. without getting rewarded anything for that. I mean, and these these could be Narragansett twelve ounce cans or oh. you know high life. It could be some. It's not nothing nothing crazy here. It's just you know, again, these rules are all fluid right now. But I'm just sort of structurally thinking it's going to be something like that. I like it, and I'll try to come. Um, I don't know how possible that'll be, of course. But uh, after I get back from Europe, I, I have to go to Louisville. <laughs> it would be it would be a time bound uh, event. So like. We'd have to decide the time frame too. I'm yeah. guessing like three hours, two hours, maybe. It sounds fun. I'll try. Yeah. I'll try, but um, if it's not, maybe loose. I'll. Yeah, it sounds very loose. I I don't really understand the rules, but uh, <laughs> I I've you know I I've done two races in um Providence. I've mentioned this where they give you Narragansett, um, and so this is not that far from Providence. No, it's not. So, um, about an so hour yeah, from Narragansett. Providence, yeah. Narragansett could be could be appropriate. Um, we could do oh. something, something local too, to, to the, to the Boston area. I'll see if I can find some Narragansett in Paris, maybe try to do it there. Nice. <laughs> do you think they have it? Um, no, I was at a, I, I agree. Although if you find it, get a picture with it, yeah. but I, I'd say no. I was in Berlin once. It was almost 20 years ago. And we went to the, the house of 100 beers and it was, it was beers from all around <laughs> the world. And a real exotic selection. This was 20 years ago, remember? So like the the availability was different, right? Like back then, the the best beer you could get was uh, Anchor Steam and and Sam Adams. <laughs> New, Newcastle Brown. Yeah, Newcastle Brown was considered a, a fancy beer back then. Yeah, H- Honey Oat. Uh, remember, remember the beers that used to pass as serious um, back in the day. And one of so one of the beers on the list of the hundred beers from around the world was a Miller High Life. <laughs> and like having come from america you know flown out of logan airport um that was very funny and definitely did not get one nice well so i don't know i I mean while you're in paris while you're on this trip maybe you know put some thought into this race because it's definitely not fully formed yet but um vaguely sort of thinking about a race concept for some time in the coming weeks okay yeah maybe i'll bring it up around the cafe scene in montparnasse and see if any of the other expats (laughs) expats <laughs> have any have any thoughts about uh this kind of thing i know they like to spend a lot of time thinking um if if the books i've read about the subject uh are, are have any truth to them um and i guess that's gonna have to be where we leave it for this week because we are as always a nice tradition on this podcast running out of time one of our favorite um slogans so until next time onward Special guest. It's a nice friendly bubble, man. This is the power mode.